Warning, the following podcast has been rated listener R due to strong language, violent situations, drug references, sexual innuendos, and who knows what else. Listener discretion is advised. With that being said, hang on, sugar tits, because we're about to get wobbled. Hey, what is going on, guys? It's Clayton with the Let's Get Wobble podcast. Hey, real quick, before we get started with episode eight here, I just want to take a second and thank you guys so much for all that you guys do, the dedicated listeners that I have. You guys are amazing. You truly are. I keep looking back at my analytics and just seeing how many people that I've reached and the people that have reached out telling me that I'm, I'm doing a good thing here and just to continue doing what I'm doing, which... I have fun doing it, so I don't have any reason to stop. You know, I just keep the ball rolling. It it continues to to build, and I, I couldn't be more thankful because without the viewers and without the listeners, none of this would be possible. So you guys are amazing. But I want to go ahead and drop this. I have a link tree for the podcast. If those of you who don't know what a link tree is, um, a link tree is basically a website you can click on and it helps you find the podcast, and it also helps um, the first bubble there um, asks if you want to be on an episode, or if you have a topic or question or an idea that you might think would work well for a podcast. If you want me and Stevens to talk about something, or if you want me and my dad, or whoever get whatever guests that I have on, if you guys have any topics or ideas that you want me to bounce off somebody when we do the podcast. I would love to hear feedback from you guys, from you dedicated listeners, because right now I'm just going off of what I think's working. And I, I keep hearing people tell me that I'm doing good, but some criticism, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, let me know what you guys think. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page for the podcast itself. It is called Let's Get Wobbled Podcast. You can search that up on Facebook. You can join that page. Um, and you can send a message directly through that, and it'll come to my Facebook Messenger. Um, whatever comments, concerns, questions you guys have, feel free to please utilize that. Also, you can find me on Facebook if you can't find the podcast Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. It's spelled the exact same way in the description, Clayton Wobble Elliott. If you guys could, just if you have anything, you know, whether it's, hey, you're doing great, keep up the good work, or if it's, hey, I just feel like this, if you tweak this just a little bit, it might help out a lot. Or, hey, I had this topic. Or, hey, I got this question that I really want to know, you know, more about you or more about this part of you, more about your relationship with the people that you're on. Feel free. Please do. I am not going to exclude anybody from this. If you guys have anything that you guys want to know, you guys know from the podcast, I'm an open book. I do not care what people think about me at all. So if you guys want to know something, hit me up. Let me know. The link tree is linktr.ee. That's how you spell link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash let's get wobbled. And if you do that, you click that in or type it in your web browser. It'll bring you right up to the link tree page. And that very first bubble is my Facebook podcast page. You can also find the Apple podcast page. If you use an Apple device, you can click on that. It'll shoot you directly to the Apple 
podcast page where you can listen to all the episodes. And if you would, please leave a rating and review. I've got a couple reviews here that I've read multiple times. I I know who one person is. I do not know who the other person is that uh, left me a review there on Apple. But just the reviews and hearing what you guys have to say about what I'm doing really just it brings me up and it I can't words can't even describe the positive feedback what it does for me. And even if it's negative feedback, you know, I would love to hear what you guys hate about this podcast. What can I fix so that way it works better for you? You know, and I'll I'll try to do my best. And if I think you're wrong, then I'll think you're wrong. I don't give a shit. But regardless, if you guys could just reach out in any way possible. You can find me, like I said, on Facebook. I've got two different Facebook pages. Um, I'm also on Instagram. If you guys want to hit up my Instagram, uh, let me see what my Instagram page is. WMC underscore Wobble. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on there too. It's basically the same thing as my Facebook page. I just keep it pretty professional and shit like that. It's also got my link tree uh, labeled in that also. So. Like I said, feedback is super important for me. So if you guys could reach out, let me know if you guys want to get on an episode. Let me know if you guys have topics or ideas. That would be great. But I'm going to go ahead and get this episode started. I have a super special guest, and I'm not even going to spoil any of it for you. So you guys kick back. Go ahead and listen to this episode. Let me know what you think about it, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Get wobbled with us. Have a good one, guys. What is going on, guys? It's Clayton Wobble Elliott back with the Let's Get Wobble podcast. This is episode eight. I don't even know. It's my podcast, and I can't fucking keep up with it. But we have a very special guest today. I am super excited. I will just go ahead and turn it over and let this person introduce themselves, because I am super excited for today. So go ahead. Hello. My name's Kristen. I'm Clayton's girlfriend. Shocker. Mm. I know there's a lot of people thinking this. <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Tell podcasts about yourself, because I know about yourself. Okay. Um, I work in social work, currently getting my bachelor's of social work. Nothing really exciting besides working and doing those things. Is that all you got? Yeah, I don't, I don't do anything fun. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what grinds your gears. So I thought about this for a little while, and I talked to you about it. Do you want to know what grinds my gears? Absolutely. Why do they call hamburgers hamburger? It's not part of the pig. Like bacon. The ham is literally the back quarter of the pig. Mm -hmm. So a cheeseburger is a beef product. It's not a pork product. Why the fuck is it called a hamburger? I have no clue. I've never really thought of it. I, I do. And it pisses me off. I think you and I have had this conversation before, and it's named after the person that invented said hamburger. It doesn't fucking matter. I it, see it's your a beef issue. product. I can't, <laughs> I can't get behind it. I don't care what dude's name is. So what would you prefer to call it? A beef patty or a... A burger? A burger, yeah. <laughs> at least it's not tied to a specific animal at that point. Because... <laughs> To me, a hamburger is a sausage patty. I mean, I mean, if you think about it. A sausage patty. Yes, because it's sausage. But because it comes from the pig, pork, ham. Sausage does. Yes. So when you say hamburger, it shouldn't be a beef product. It should be a pork product. 
I get what you're saying. I don't think you do because I, I do. It's <laughs> clicking in my head. I get <laughs> okay, it. Okay, thank you. What grinds your gears? Tell me what gets under you your skin. Many things grind my gears, but one with you is we call things different names. We're only like 30 minutes away from each other, different states. Yeah. But lay this on thing, me because I know where it's going. The one thing. We were talking one morning, and he calls the meat sauce you put on a hamburger or a hot dog chili sauce or coney, coney sauce. Coney sauce. That is what you put on your hot dog. That is coney sauce with cheese on top. Absolutely Please tell me not. what you fucking call it. I call it hot dog sauce. Hot dog sauce is ketchup. <laughs> it, it is, is absolutely not. not. She told me this the first time, and I'm like, hot dog sauce. What the fuck is hot dog sauce? And I was like, there's... I, I can't even put two thoughts together on what hot dog sauce would be. Then we got to talking about it. I've never once heard anybody call it hot dog sauce, but I've, you. I've never heard anyone call it coney sauce. And then we went on one of the rides, and they happened to put hot dog sauce by the little thing mm -hmm. at the potluck or whatever they had going on. I was like, wow, are people really that sensitive? They call it hot dog sauce, too, but... I also think I got you a can of hot dog sauce from the store that says hot dog sauce on it. So <laughs> It's still sitting in the cabinet. I have not used it yet. <laughs> Stevens calls it chili sauce. He doesn't know what the fuck you talk about. He said it's a West Virginia thing. Probably. But I also say goofy golf and you say miniature golf. Or putt-putt golf. Yeah. That's how I've always known it to be. I've never heard anybody call it goofy golf. Goofy golf. I think Happy fun. Gilmore would be goof good at goofy <laughs> golf. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, putt-putt golf. I've never... It sounds more fun to say goofy golf. I don't think so. Mm. I think it's a difference between name-brand things and non-name-brand things. Maybe is where the the fine line is drawn. Because I saw a TikTok video, and the guy was asking, like, what do you call these objects? And one thing was, like, like just using mayonnaise for an example. Do you call all mayonnaise Hellman's, or do you just call it mayonnaise? You know what I mean? It's not, not to that specific, but... Like, there's different things that you can call, I don't know, objects. Because a lot of people use the brand name to describe yeah, it. Yeah, like Band-Aids. Band-Aids, Q-tips, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Those are actually cotton swabs? I believe. Yeah, so. but everybody knows them as Q-tips. Yes. But I, I don't know. I just, Maybe. I just think you're. we're going to do like you, me and Stevens did. We're going to agree to disagree, and I'm just going to sit here and think that you're wrong, and that's perfectly okay. Anyway. Okay. I know that's another subject you want to get into, <laughs> but we'll we'll get into that. So, tell me about what your experience is. Because when you and I first, let's hang on, get the train going backwards here. I want to talk about this because I have a discussion that I want to have with you. Tell everybody else your perspective of our first date, our first time we met. <laughs> Okay, so we met at the boathouse that's in Marietta. It's like a kind of not formal restaurant at all. It's laid back. Very nice barbecue food, by the way. I've yes. never had bad food there. Very good. Um, I pulled in very confused, not knowing what car to look for or anything. And I go to text him, and I look to my left, and he's just sitting in his car smiling at me, so excited to go. And he gets out of the car. And I noticed that he's just wearing like a plain t-shirt. I get laid back restaurant, but first date, I feel like you should be a little more. I want you to know I wore my nicest <laughs> pair of jeans and a decent Harley shirt. That's, I mean, I didn't feel like we were going out to some 
thousand dollar restaurant that I had to chuck out plenty of money for. It was just a boathouse. Yeah. Barbecue place. But I didn't feel the need to get dressed up. I mean, I, I yeah, it was my first time meeting you and I wore clothes that didn't have holes in them and I wore a shirt with sleeves. <laughs> but I don't know what else you expected of me. I, I wore know. my I wore a nice pair of boots. Steel toed boots, but <laughs> That's fine. Like I didn't the jeans and the boots, whatever. But it, to me, it just seemed like you were wearing like a graphic T-shirt, like like a Harley Davidson. Like I'm just I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. Let me throw this T-shirt on. You know what I mean? Just I I feel like it should have been a little more one up because I wore like a nice shirt. You were dressed very nicely. I mean, I still had jeans on and like I don't know sandals or something. I don't remember what shoes I wore. So technically, we were wearing the same thing. I just wore no, a T-shirt. I, you I wore had a, a fancier shirt. shirt. Okay. I could wear my shirt to work and not get in trouble because it could be considered business casual. Mine was definitely not business casual. No. But it was a nice shirt. I like that shirt. I'm I glad you like that I shirt. I don't wear that shirt very often. I don't know why. It's a very nice shirt. It has no holes and it has sleeves. Isn't it white? No, I think. I wore that black Athens Harley Davidson shirt, I think. Maybe. I thought you wore a white shirt. I may have. I don't know. But regardless, I didn't feel the need to dress up. That I didn't feel like I needed to show up to our date as business casual. I don't know. I just ex- because I wanted to give you the true feeling of me. And if I would have, I probably would have came in cargo shorts and a sleeveless shirt. But I was like, eh, it's a little early yet. So I put on jeans and a nice t-shirt. So I guess you wore what you considered nice date attire. Yeah, because I think I made a good first impression. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Just letting you know, Mr. Elriot, I would like to <laughs> casually date at this point. <laughs> I did say that. And how'd that work out for you? It, not very well. <laughs> did not get to have hot girl summer. No. No. Ruined that for you. Yes, it's fine. You're still hot girl. And it's summertime still, so you enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah. There's You'll just... always be hot girl, but summertime will eventually come to end. Yeah, there's a space in there. Hot girl falls coming up. Actually, fat boy Basic. falls. Fat boy girl. falls coming up, so it's my time to shine. But anyway, we had a great first date. The meal was good. Our conversation was even better. I didn't really want to go, but you said you had to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So as we go to leave, <laughs> I tried to do what every other gentleman should do. I walked to your car, and I, I'm i attempting to open the door for you. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't let me open the door for you. Mm-mm. But I was like, well, it's our first time meeting. I'll just, I'm a hugging person. If you listen to this, this podcast, you know that Stevens and I hug. I don't really know strangers, people that I do trust and people that I'm opening up to. I hug when we leave. So I didn't like open my arms and go in for a hug, but I definitely was in your bubble. And the next thing I knew, you opened the door, (laughs) got in your car, car door shut. And I'm like, oh, fuck, there went that idea. So it is what it is. But were you thoughts and feelings on that? (laughs) I don't know. I was just kind of like in my own moment, like I just need to get in this car and get uh, away from everything. Not in a bad way, just like I didn't want to have the awkward hug or is he going to kiss me <laughs> thought. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't really know this man. Yes, I sat across from a table from him for like two hours and talked to him, but I still don't really want him up in my bubble. <laughs> so I did walk of shame to my truck. Yeah, you stumbled over your feet and I felt really bad. <laughs> But uh, I can't remember who I talked to. I don't know if it was dad or I called somebody shortly after our date 
and told them that it went really good, or at least I thought, and I hope that we would have another one. And uh, I tried to pick like a mutual place for both of us to go because I didn't want you to feel out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I, I just knew that Boathouse was somewhere there, which is like a half hour drive for me and a two minute walk for you. Two minutes. Up in Williamstown. <laughs> you could jump across the river and be at the boathouse. It's like a 15 minute drive. Eh. Maybe like a 10 minute boat ride. Eh. Regardless. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely like to go back there. Because like I said, I've, I've eaten there a couple times before you and I met. And then when we went, I was bummed because they didn't have the avocado to put on my burger. I wanted to get the avocado burger or whatever they had. They also didn't have mushrooms. They didn't have mushrooms that day because you ordered the, the Philly. Mm-hmm. And I, I was bummed because I... My first option was the avocado burger. My second option was the Philly. And then I don't even know what I settled on that day. I think you got a Philly, too. You also got your brother something, but I don't remember what you got him. I don't remember. Mm, Details slipping away already. I know. But I also want to talk to you because when we first met, I told you that me being a fire personnel and being in a motorcycle club, you had never been on a motorcycle before you met me. Correct. And you jumped a huge milestone today actually this podcast is going to release like a week after this stuff has happened so the 27th through 28th mm-hmm. you did a huge milestone like that's impressive for mm-hmm. people that have never been on a motorcycle so for those who don't know um and it's a funny story too i was looking at my analytics on my podcast we went to um, keysport pennsylvania for the flight 93 crash site it's ironic that pennsylvania is the second highest state that listens to this podcast ohio is the first highest which is great because that's where i'm from now the second state is pennsylvania pittsburgh at that Mm -hmm. so apparently a bunch of people from pittsburgh for some reason like to get wobbled with me i don't know very many people in pittsburgh but for any of the warthogs that are out there listening to this i really appreciate you guys because i know you guys are probably the ones spreading the words out the most but Thank you so much for uh, the McKeesport chapter. Um, you guys did an amazing job. It was awesome. They set it up at uh, Z&M Harley-Davidson. Um, we rode about an hour to the crash site and an hour back. It was just, it was a lot of riding for sure, but it was definitely a good time. So what I want to ask you is, I want to go back first to the first time you rode the motorcycle, and then I want to jump forward into just this this ride that we first did. So. I remember it took a lot of convincing for me to get you on the motorcycle at first. So it was our second date. Yes. We met at Rapid Fire, and you told me you were bringing your bike. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to, like, ride, freaking out, because I've never been on one. I don't know anything. Um, and you also, sh- the first time you showed up in your cut, and I've never seen you in your cut at that point. And I was like, well, this is really intimidating. I've never, <laughs> you know, you jingle. He has a lot of jingle jangles on his cut so that was different um and we sat and i think we sat for like what an hour and a half two hours inside of rapid fire talking and i was really trying to like <laughs> not get on the bike i was like i don't want to do this i'm too nervous i don't know i left the choice up to you though. i know i told you it was completely up to you i wasn't going to force you to do it and you decided to yes yeah, so we went back out and i was like okay i need you to explain everything to me i need you to break it down how am i getting on the bike how am i getting off the bike how does the bike work how does turns work how do what are we doing i need <laughs> you to break it down and he did just that so 
And after you got comfortable with it, describe, Mm -hmm. for people who don't know, describe what it's like to be on the back of a bike for you. So for me, I grew up a lot in cars, like sticking my hand out the window, feeling the the air just enjoying the fresh air so for me it's so calming and weird at the same point because the air is just hitting you everywhere and you're just free and it's open and it's just it's great and it's relaxing especially when you do it with someone that you really enjoy riding with it's fun because it's hard to explain to people who haven't rode what it really does for you Mm -hmm. like for the people who have been on motorcycles for a long time they get it like, it's just a therapeutic way to just let everything go and enjoy the ride. No destination of mine, just go. Like, from here to McKeesport, or the Harley-Davidson one that we met at, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour haul. Stayed the night, got up the next morning, and two two hours and 15 minutes back. Yeah. So, there's a lot of riding that we did. I mean, for anybody that saw my Facebook post, I definitely got a lot of sun because me and the sun don't get along and I don't learn my lesson about sunscreen. But it's just, I can't even describe how therapeutic it really is just to get on the bike and just go. And I'm so glad that I was able to to get you into that hobby with me and be able to share that experience with you because I had a lot of fun. So going on, how long, we didn't even do, like not even a half hour ride on our first date. No. We just rode up to the park and back. Yes. It was probably 30 minutes, 40. Somewhere like that. Like split into two, yeah. Really, right. We didn't stay on the bike the whole time. We got up and we rode up to Fort Borman Park in Parkersburg and watched the sun kind of set and talked more. So going from that to a 410-mile round-trip bike ride, take me through that experience. It's It's really completely different. Not in the way that it's just you're sitting longer and it's a new area. So I'm getting to see all new sites and all those things. But it's just more tiring than what I expected, even though I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, it's just tiring sitting there in like one spot for so long. So they did halfway to um, the memorial. They stopped at a bar and. We got off for like an hour, which was nice. It was a different kind of break, and you got to stand up and walk around and right mingle with other people. And even on the way, on the way up, we stopped once, but it wasn't. It was halfway through, I guess. Sort of, take. Yeah. yeah. We stopped, picked up a couple dudes from a different chapter, um, rode up with them. So well, there was stretch breaks, but man, I tell you, I don't know if I need a new seat on the bike. I mean, the bike's an '09, but. That seat just is uncomfortable. It really is. Like, if I'm riding by myself and you're not there, mm-hmm. I can scoot on the back seat and ride for a little bit, then drop down on my seat and ride mm-hmm. for a little bit. I got more stretching room, stuff like that. But and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you're there, but I'm just saying, like, if with a passenger, there's not much movement. You can I can move my legs. Yeah. I can let them hang off the foot pegs, or I can put them up on the highway pegs. But other than that, there's just not a whole lot of moving going on. And for having to do that for hours on end at a time it's it's difficult i'm glad you had a lot of fun and i was really appreciative that you were able to do it with me you get to meet a lot of new people like mm-hmm. you said i mean every warthog event there's even for me i've been on i've been a patch member almost a year now and i'm still meeting new people that i've never met before and getting to see old friends that i've seen at previous events and catching up with them and 
it's just a great time all around. I really love it. And like I said, I was glad that you were able to do it with me. I like doing it with you. And I think that's one thing that I like about our rides is it's time for like you and I, like we're out doing something, but it just, I don't know. It feels nice just to be there with you and ride with you and stuff. So to transition from that topic, now we go back into kind of what I do for a living. And Stevens and I were kind of talking more or less about him and I trying to put ourselves in a position like yours five days a week, eight to 16 hours at a time. I don't understand. I, I, I can't see it, obviously, because I've never been in that boat. But how difficult it is on your side of the fence, just knowing that I go into work every day. Like, is it difficult for you or what do you, do you think a lot about it while I'm at work? Um, I don't really try to think about it because, I mean, you have to deal with complicated people doing complicated things and you never know what's going to happen. And I try not to think about what you go through or what you deal with in a day, but also at the same time, like, you do your volunteer firefighting stuff and that's complicated in itself because I don't know what's happening because I'm an out. I'm on the outside. I'm not there with you through whatever it is. Right. I'm just waiting for you to be like, I'm off work or I'm out of this call. All's good. You know? Right. Which I do. After my Boy Scout meeting, I always try to give you a call if you're not sleeping. But I know that's a topic that you want to touch on because we talked about it before. What? My bromance with Stevens. Because you for some reason believe that me and Stevens have a stronger thing than what you and I have. <laughs> I think you guys do. And I don't feel like that's true at all. Stevens is my dude, mm -hmm. but you are my lady. Okay. Big difference. Stevens, right. Stevens and I, like we even broke down how much time her and I sat down one night and we're like, well, you and Stevens spend this much time together and me and you only spend this much time together. So therefore, but it, it really is for me, it's beneficial. I do have friends outside of work. I don't get to talk to them or see them as much as I would like. And it's really difficult, especially with the days off that I have. But now that I got into this setting and I found somebody that I connect with inside this setting also, you know, we just build a relationship off of just working together and it's become extremely strong. And the Boy Scout meetings that we used to have, like I said, he's on third shift now, unfortunately, but I'm still on second shift. So we can't really talk a whole lot outside of work unless we mesh on our days off but you know the boy scout meeting is extremely beneficial i think to us and i i know that you understand that we've talked yeah. about that you're never upset that we do we have our debriefs or whatever but no i'm very appreciative that you have a relationship with stevens like you do because he understands the things that you go through that i don't understand and i'm glad you have someone to talk to and be friends with but your guys's friendship has grown so much past being just co-workers <laughs> steven's message uses you and says i miss you brother can't we see you again <laughs> because like... we don't see each other work anymore like i don't get to see him at all unless it's our days off and even then we don't have the same days off so i just think it's cute because you message me the same things <laughs> i miss you can't wait to see you but me and buddy who met at work and our best friends our best buds we we message each other like once every two weeks. Miss you, bud. We need to hang out soon. But yeah. it's not like an everyday thing <laughs> like Stevens. you and Steven. I don't think it's every day. Every other day. Maybe. It may take, like, if it's two or three days and I haven't heard from him, I'll text him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why aren't you keeping me in the loop? And he does the same thing to me. It happens, you know. 
but I, I I do like that, and that's the fact too. I don't know. I think you do know how close of a connection Stevens and I had before we went to the the water park. Um, I remember when you and I first started dating or talking. You were like, "Yeah, this is my work wife, Stevens," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, he's just being ridiculous." And I'm like, "No, it's actually his work wife, Stevens." <laughs> But yeah, I was glad that we got to go to Zoom Bay together with him too. So that way, you, it, it built it just built our bond even that much closer. Getting to hang out with each other outside yeah. of work, and I like his wife. So. And that's what I was hoping. I was hoping you and his wife would hit it off I too, know. and it worked out. Didn't Stevens call that like when we first started dating? He's like, "Yeah, my wife and and her are gonna get along so great." <clears throat> I um, him and I were talking about that because I introduced you a little bit to him. Mm-hmm telling him a little bit about you and i think i think you're right me and him were, were had knew of each other beforehand and i was telling him that i was talking to somebody and i met somebody and we had talked a little bit about you and when i told him some of the things about you and where you work he's like man her and my wife are just going to hit it off they they have a lot of the same common interests and it worked out i mean you guys i felt bad leaving you at zumbizi bay but i didn't think you wanted to do the water rides and it worked out because you were like, just fucking leave me alone. Go do your thing. Yeah, it was great. You gave me your card. I got to buy all the alcohol I wanted. and just <laughs> That was your birthday float. present. It was fine. I told you that you could buy all the alcohol you wanted, and I was going to support that. Yeah, it was fine. I think she enjoyed not having to worry about the kids for a little while. Right. I mean, we were taking care of the kids and hanging out with them. And I think we did for, what, probably two hours or better, at least. Yeah. We rode three or four rides together with the kids. We had a bl- I mean, yeah, I had fun. It was fun. I liked it until I lost my phone and then I didn't have a good time for about lost 30 minutes. Lost your phone, lost your ID. Steven thinks you're forgetful. I did not lose my ID. I just, it fell underneath the chair. And we were getting ready to walk away from said <laughs> chairs. When Where Steven our stuff said, was at. When, no, are we, I had the book bag over my shoulder. I remember this. Because Steven's is like, hey, you guys dropped something. And we looked and I was like, oh yeah, you might need this. And I reached <laughs> through the, the things of the chair and I pulled up the ID. Which you were already wanting to leave because it was getting around that time that the park was getting ready to close anyways yeah. and we wanted to beat the traffic out of there so i have a one track fine i like to set goals and get to them so my goal was to get to the car really yes not at the rust concert it wasn't i was trying to enjoy the concert <laughs> so for those who don't know anything about it uh Kristen and i went to a rust concert in pittsburgh uh, it's been a few months ago now at least uh may we yeah. went so we go, we stand in line at this concert forever to get in. <laughs> I remember, I don't know why we got there so early, but I'm glad we did mm-hmm. because there was a line of people that wrapped around the whole venue. Yeah. And we were not even halfway through the line. So we, we had a pretty good spot at yeah. the concert. But um, the concert was great. We had a good time. I know how big cities like that work. So I already told myself that, and of course, every performer, I'm sure, does this for a reason. They always put the last few songs of their set as the most popular songs. Yes. Because that way, people are, are going to stay through the whole thing, whatever. Everybody knows that. So his popular songs come in. We're having a great time, this and that. He is singing the last song of the set. And I know you were a little inebriated, but I tr- I told you, I was like, hey, babe, we need to just start making our way to the exit that way we can get out of this parking garage it's going to be difficult leaving we're right next to heinz field it's going to be fucking hell getting out of here 
And I remember it like it was yesterday. You're like, no, I just want to listen to this one last song. <laughs> it's a great song. I really like this one. And I'm just dragging you by your arms slowly away from the crowd. I'm like, I know, but like. I feel like I negotiated. I said, what if we move to the, closer to the door? Yeah. And I can stand there and listen and to And you the can song. still stand there and listen. <laughs> so we get there. We're at the door. The song's almost over. And I convinced you to walk out the, the gate. So we walk out the exit mm-hmm. gate. Then they scream for an encore, and he comes back out of the stage and does one more song, and you're pissed beyond imagine. I paid good money for that concert. I know you did, but I was like, it's just an encore. They're playing the song that we've already heard before. Let's just jump in the car and start moving. And was I wrong? When, I, when we jumped in the car, we rolled the windows down. You could still hear the concert as we were leaving. You were correct. And we, we still listened to it. And we were like the second car out. By the time we got up on the interstate, there was nothing but taillights and nobody moving down. You were right. I was right, which is an extreme rare occasion. I will mark that on calendar today. It's in this podcast. It's in this podcast. Has it been the first time that I've been right, but it's been one of the very few. What were you right about the other day? What was I right about? Was it something to do with the scratch-off tickets? No. No? It was something about something. And I was like, you're right. And you're like, wow. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Me either. Hmm. Was it wasn't about the motorcycle seat, was it? No. I don't know. I should take these victories more seriously. Take notes. You should. But you win some, you lose some. Just sometimes I win and forget. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget when I win. You win 99.9% of the time. I don't know how you don't forget about all those. <laughs> I win 1% of the time and forget 99.9% of that 1%. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to sit, and I'm going to blame you, because I told you we needed to take notes and figure out where we were going to go from here. Why you blame me? Because we didn't take notes. You're like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll just, we'll just go. I like how you always want me to make all of the decisions. Typically, it's when we're at my house, and you're like, no, you choose. I'm the guest. You choose what we do. And I'm like, no, like, give me your input and we'll decide. And then today, I want you to decide whether we're going this place for breakfast or this place for breakfast. And you're like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I'm your guest. It's your time to decide. And look, we're back in the same. I'm your guest. It's your time to decide. But that's the thing, though. When I'm at your house, you d- you make decisions at your house. We've had this conversation before, but you never make decisions at your house. Every time I come over, it's the same thing. Do you want to go out to eat or do you want to stay here? I don't know what you want to do. Oh, I don't know. I asked you. You're the guest. You tell me what you want. No, this is your house. I don't care what we do. I would just like your input. In. My input is I really don't care. I'm just hungry. So I don't, I don't care, care what either. we eat. So then we finally get done arguing and decide we're getting ready to go out to eat. And then you have no idea where we're going. <laughs> You're like, well, we could do this or we could even do this or maybe even this or this, sometimes this. And these guys have good wings. And what do you want? I'm like, food. I will say I did decide what we're having for dinner tonight. Yes, so, you did. And that wasn't even a discussion. You mentioned it. You mentioned we're going to do Long John Silver's tonight. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually stoked that you said that because I haven't had it in a while and I'm excited for it too. You made decisions a lot today because we're also going to go get pumpkin pie blizzard. Ah, uh, yes. Seasonal pumpkin pie blizzard. Mm-hmm. I was probably not going to get that. I love pumpkin. I'm probably going to get the uh, New York style cheesecake uh, blizzard because it's the best. I recommend adding cheesecake to the pumpkin pie blizzard. It's delicious. I get it every year, multiple times a year. 
basic white bitch. I am. I like pumpkin. It's okay. It's, it's really good. Favorite. I get pumpkin iced coffee. I get pumpkin donuts. I get pumpkin ice cream. And basic. I can tell. Fall time is my favorite. I like fall, but it doesn't mean... Like I like pumpkin pie. Pumpkin roll. I love pumpkin roll. Pumpkin rolls. I like favorite. to freeze mine. I need a little frozen. frozen. My dad makes them, and they're really good. He likes to put walnuts in them as well. I don't know. Walnuts, I think, would add... I know it would add a texture element, but I don't know if I want that in my pumpkin roll. It's okay. Some people don't like them with walnuts, and that's fine. I could probably eat a whole pumpkin roll and drink a whole gallon of milk at one time. Your fascination with milk is a little weird. Tell me why. I'm not a milk drinker. Never have been. Do you know anybody that normally is? You and your brother? Just before me. No. That's that's how we do it. If you're eating... Breakfast, lunch, dinner, you can sit down at the table with a glass of milk and enjoy it. It's just, no. I always keep milk on hand and it's never just for cereal. It's always for cooking or cereal or just having a glass of milk. I never want to be like, oh, I want a glass of milk unless I'm either A, eating pancakes or waffles, B, Oreos, or C, having cereal. You don't drink milk with pumpkin roll? No. With desserts? No. It's delicious. <laughs> I don't just think, hey, I want a glass of milk. It's I, not my it's not my thing. Oh, well, you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's just how we were. I mean, I remember my grandpa on my dad's side. My grandma would pour him a glass of milk, and he wouldn't even touch it until he was done eating. And then mm-hmm. he would drink the whole glass of milk at the end. It's like his dessert. I always thought it was weird in school when they gave us milk for lunch. I mean, I guess. I mean, I drank it until I got to high school and they opted out with bottles of water. And I was like, I will take the water. Water's okay. It just gets old after a while. Does milk not get old? I mean, it does. But I mean, I just, I'm used to having milk for. I remember as a kid, I really liked drinking milk because they come out with those cool straws. Like you had the Fruit Loop straw and it had. The cereal straw. Yeah. Or there was this one that had like pink beads in it or chocolate beads in it. And you would drink the milk through it and it would make it that flavor or color mm, i don't remember that mm. they but. were all right i'm just not a milk person as a kid as a kid we used to have um s'mores off so we would make s'mores in the microwave and we would just add a bunch of shit to them and decide <laughs> who was the best it was me and my best friend and her brother he one time he made like a triple decker and used like strawberry syrup <laughs> it was a bunch of weird shit he just so what we did. Her mom worked uh, overnights. So she was asleep in the bedroom and us kids were just <laughs> doing whatever we wanted. Naked shit in the microwave <laughs> yeah. at 8 30. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I'm trying to think of some stupid shit me and my buddies did. Uh, I did hide on a friend of mine's roof one time for hide and go seek. <laughs> How did you get on the roof? I grabbed the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a lot to find a hiding space. <laughs> I mean... He didn't find me. <laughs> His dad found me, though, because he heard me walking on the roof of their house, and he was working midnights, and this is at uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning when he's trying to sleep. Oof. Yeah. Wasn't my brightest moment. <laughs> but in my defense, that was the best hiding spot I would have ever come up with, because Ben would have never found me yeah. <laughs> on the roof of the house until his dad came out. Uh, what else stupid did we do? Nothing, like, super crazy. Um, 
slip and slides, but I don't think it's technically not stupid. You just get to a certain age where you have to realize that slip and slides just aren't for you anymore. Yeah. Come in. Bless you. <laughs> it's too late now. You've already interrupted podcast. Stupid things I did as a kid. Um, I went through a window as a kid. I was trying to break oh, yeah, into our house. You told me about that. And um, I guess there's this old trick where you use your hands and you push up on the glass. And it, if the window is not locked, it will go up. It did not go up for me. My arms just went through. Um, my dad the day before told me not to do that. And I was like, why don't I need to listen to him? So I did it the next day after school when I locked myself out. Ended up going to the hospital for that one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I, there was, oh, yeah, slip and slides. Come back on slip and slides because I was interrupted. Where was I at? The last slip and slide that I did. Water parks don't count because I didn't really feel sore after that. But I feel like bouncing on the hard ground really yeah, just does a number it does. on you. It really does. I mean, I'm only 25, but still, like, there's a line in the sand where you're like, listen, this just ain't for me anymore. Oh, Fourth of July at your mom's house on the slide. Oh yeah, the slide. <laughs> yeah. We put water down like this little plastic slide and we did we did it. And of course when little kids are involved, you do it with little kids and it's a lot more fun than just doing it by yourself. But that's playing with the little kids and I woke up that next morning just fucking sore. Bumps, bruises, cuts, like scrapes. My back was red. Oh, it just awful. Yeah, slip and slides are a no go. I don't think I ever really played on many slip and slides as a kid. <sighs> slip and slides were my, that was my jam as a kid. We played a lot of, um, what's tag? But we always had a home base. Like what? A bunch Freeze of tag? Is that it? I don't. You Not would really. hide and then there'd be one person that'd be it. And then if you get back to the home base before that person hits you, then you're good. Oh, I don't know. We played that. We played freeze tag, where if you got tagged by the it person, you couldn't move. Oh. You were frozen. I like that one. And then somebody had to come and tag you back. We played flashlight tag. We did that in the trailer park. There was a bunch of us (laughs) trailer park kids, and we'd be all over that shit, riding our bikes and shit. Oh, speaking of Ben, him and I crashed bikes one time down at Wolf Run Campgrounds down here. Okay. Uh, There's a hill goes down both sides kind of it's like a u shape okay I'll put it in mind for you i'm coming down one side my buddy's coming down the other Ew. i'm looking at the opposite direction not looking where i'm going he's not looking either and we head on boom Ew. hit bike um what... some of the stupid stuff that i've done i have never knock on wood i have not broken <laughs> a bone i have not i went to the hospital for like a sprain that i thought was broken but yeah. it wasn't broken uh, the only surgery I've had is a tonsillectomy. Like, I, I'm, I've avoided some serious fucking issues. Yeah. For a long time. Um, I've never broken any bones either. I, I've lost a front tooth. Yeah, um, I lost a couple. I busted a couple teeth out. But yeah, I've done that. We were playing. My friend had this ball, and I was like leaning over her, and she lifted her head back, and it knocked my two front teeth out. They were just hanging in there. That was great. Yep, my uh. Lost one tooth in grade school. I was running underneath the monkey bars. Somebody was on the monkey bars and was swinging their feet and kicked me in the mouth. Uh, broke one of my teeth. And then the second one is I avoided the no diving sign on the side of the pool. <laughs> Jumped from the edge of the pool into pool. Smashed my mouth on the bottom of the pool. 
Wow. Broke. Smart cookie. Too. I know. Um, I had a similar, not really accident, but I'm going to call it an accident. Growing up, my stepdad had uh, kind of like a farm with a bunch of land. And he always had four-wheelers and things like that. So I was riding this little tiny four-wheeler, and there was this little path through the woods. I mean, it wasn't even really through. It was just like a little dip. So you go down into the woods and then go right back out. Well, obviously, when you go down, you're not supposed to hit the gas. Me not being experienced, <laughs> it said gas and went straight into a greenbrier bush. They call that whiskey throttle. When you don't know what to do and you want to stop, but instead you just keep hitting the throttle. Sure. Whiskey throttle. Um, so I went into a greenbrier patch. <laughs> and I remember, like, I, I really suck at it, like, shifting gears and things. So I didn't know how to get the four-wheeler out of the situation I was in. So my stepdad had to come get me, and he made me ride the four-wheeler back up to the house. And I just remember crying my way up there because I could feel them, like, in my skin, in my shoes, poking my feet. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm never riding it ever again. I'm never going down the little... Mm. Dip. <laughs> yeah, no, I never went down it again. We, uh, we used to ramp bikes as kids. Like, who didn't ramp a bicycle as a kid? We built our own homemade ramps, and ramp bikes i mean we definitely wrecked bikes a few times but like like i said i have luckily never i needed stitches one time when i was way younger the little um i don't know this big like joey has one of those battery operated jeeps oh yeah um i was in one of those mm. and went over like a little edge and the the jeep flipped over on top of me mm -hmm. and i landed in the driveway and i had to have stitches in my head and I went inside and cried to mom that I wrecked my car in the garage way. <laughs> the garage way. <laughs> That's what That's... I told her. I wrecked my car in the garage way. <laughs> I had to go get stitches. But other than that, I mean, that's the biggest thing I could think of. I want to put out a disclaimer to everybody, too. Uh, unfortunately, I am not getting wobbled today. Can't smoke cigars because I'm inside the house recording this podcast. And I'm not getting wobbled because... Uh, I had way too much to drink <laughs> a couple nights ago. I uh, was not. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't hungover, but it was definitely the pizza and the bottle of water that I guzzled. The pizza that took an hour. <laughs> that was your fault. I don't I care like how many not. times you say it was mine. You ordered the pizza. You put in the address. I did do that. You chose the pizza. We discussed the pizza, but ultimately I put it in. Yes, put it in you, the put cart. The, you put the order in. I took over the yes. phone to put my card information in. Yes, and then I'm pretty sure that means you had to be the one to hit place order, correct? At the end, yeah. Yeah, so you should have double-checked everything and said, oh, that says carry out, not deliver. I definitely think that I shouldn't have to double-check you. You are a smart woman, independent woman. I was drinking more than you at that point. You you had one beer more than I did, yes. I was too day. ahead of you for the majority of the night. I caught up. Barely. Barely, but I was there. Doesn't I matter. still won. <laughs> if that's the way you want to call the race, then by, by all means. But, but you did recognize the problem when it I didn't I did show recognize up, the problem. And you called and dealt with said problem. I thought, I need to call because the pizza says it's done. So it should be here at the hotel that we're at. And it wasn't. I was too busy talking. I know. Sorry. So I took over your phone and I called them and I said, hey, what's going on? Oh, it's that's carry out. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. That <laughs> the dude's like, well, what name's it under? I'm like, I don't know if it's under mine or her. So I gave them both. Uh, OK. Uh, so then he goes, uh, what's the, the phone number with the order? 
I'm like, fuck, I don't know her phone number right off the top of my head. She's always in my phone as baby girl. <laughs> so I go over and I interrupt your your uh, conversation you were having to get your phone number. He pulls it up by phone number and he's like, oh, man, that was uh, a scary out. We didn't choose delivery. <laughs> I'm like, well, fucking deliver the motherfucker then. So I gave him the address. And when we found out, when we went up to the hotel, the address that you put in for the hotel is not mm-hmm. close to the hotel. It is not. You have to go up the hill to the left, take another left, and it's the hotel's way up. Don't do the U-turn that Google yeah, Google's like, make a U-turn. I'm like, if we make a U-turn, we're going back out into traffic. And so then they just this. tell you that you're there. Yeah, we are here. And it's and a gas the... station on yeah. the left. I'm like, I didn't pay uh, this much money to stay in a <laughs> gas station. But anyway, I told the guy where we were. He's like, all right, yeah, no big deal. It's going to be about another 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Hang up the phone, and that 35 minutes felt like an hour. But I think then again, was... I was drunk. But Yeah, we just sat there waiting at the front entry for it to come, though. I was leaning against the pillar. The pillar was holding me up. You were leaning against me, and I mm-hmm. was holding you up. So it's a good thing that pillar didn't go anywhere. We were both fucked. Yeah. But it was a good time. I was really excited when we got that pizza. It really wasn't that good. I like, I talked you into getting Brooklyn-style pizza for the first time. It doesn't really I like Brooklyn-style pizza. I would go get another Brooklyn-style pizza today. I mean, I know we're going to Long John Silver's, but I'm just saying, like, I love Brooklyn-style pizza. I think I really just wanted a chicken bacon ranch. I know you were upset. I talked you out of the specialty pizza just to get a mushroom and uh, sausage pizza. No, it wasn't. No. It had pepperonis on it. Maybe sausage, pepperonis, and mushrooms. But I know sausage was definitely on that pizza. Yes. Because we were having a debate about sausage. I said Italian you wanted, sausage. You wanted you said... pineapple on the pizza. Now, let me preference this. I am not a guy that normally cares about pineapple on a pizza. But you have to have a Hawaiian pizza. No. to put. I feel like you do. You can't just I mix pineapple. I put pineapple on my taco pizza the other day at Rapids. It was Ooh, really good. I don't know. It uh, just adds a little something. I know. I do like that little something, though, too. I, maybe I shouldn't have been such a stick in the mud. I should have just. I really wanted chicken pineapple. bacon ranch, but I let you win. And we got basic ass. Pizza. You wanted to tip the driver twenty bucks. Well, it was like what six dollar delivery fee. Yeah. And then I wanted to get. Well, I felt like we were inconvenienced. I do too. We were an inconvenience. So but you tipped him four dollars. Twenty bucks. The delivery fee, in my opinion, is the tip. It is not. It is. He's already charging you to go there. But that it's not him. A tip should be for exceptional service. That delivery fee does not go straight into his pocket. Some of it does. Okay, and some of it goes into the, the cooking, too. I feel like that's wrong. What do mean? I feel like that's wrong. I feel like he sh- if he's the delivery guy, he should get the delivery charge. We're talking about big corporate America here. Um, That's not how they run their business. They have to make profit. Well, that's not my problem. So I felt like you should have gave him the whole $20. I told you I was going to give him the whole $20. And then when he showed up, I'm like, hey, man, you got change for a 20 He's like, oh, yeah, I do. And I was like, if you just give me a 10 you can keep the other 10 which I thought was fair. I thought was more than fair. It wasn't exceptional Yeah, I think I remember you like, I got $10. And I'm like, I told you to give him whole 20 I feel like it was fair. Just my opinion. but You and I have very different tipping yes. opinions. Yeah, uh, Stevens and I talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on podcast or not, but you are a very heavy tipper. Yeah. I have not. If my drink is never empty, you're getting tipped well. I feel like. Well, you're getting tipped more than 20%. I feel like 20% is the high end. Like when they suggest tips, it's 10, 15, or 20. 
10 to 15 is a good range for me. Like, I feel like 15% is exceptional service. Now, the way I look at it, 15%? I was, I was never in food service. I worked fast food and you didn't get tips working fast food. I've never been in one of those either. But I've never been a waiter or anything like that that makes less than minimum wage to where you bank off your tips. So maybe if I was in that profession, I would feel a little bit different. But I feel like, and it's just my eyes. I know that I don't know what waiting staff makes. I just know it's less than minimum. It's garbage. Yeah. And they bank on making their tips. I feel like you know what you're getting into at that point. You know what the pay is going to be like. And like they tell you as in your job, don't plan on making bonuses. Yeah. Bonuses are bonuses. So in a, a waiting staff job, you shouldn't plan on getting 20% tips every time. 20 plus percent tips. That's how I, that's how my little brain processes it. Now you can call me an idiot if you want. That's just the way I think. And that's, I'm probably wrong for saying that, but. Everybody has opinions, and right. that's okay for you to have yours. I just think they deserve to be tipped more. I mean, 20% is a minimum for me. So if I'm going somewhere, if I get a rapid fire, I'm hitting 20%. If I'm going to Subway, I'm hitting 20%. That's Even though lot. they don't do shit, it's like $2. No. Yeah. Now, if some places, like, if our total is like $100, absolutely, I'm going to be doing like 20 bucks. I'm going to be doing bare minimum. But if it, like, this morning... I would have totally gave her like eight dollars. I can't remember what I tipped her. You tipped her five. That's because I mean we had a thirty-one dollar thirty-one dollar tip, thirty-one dollar bill. Yeah. What's ten percent of that? I am not good with percentages. Me neither. But I would have tipped seven or eight dollars. Buddy really hates to go out to dinner with me because she always tips like the recommended percentage, and I'm just writing down a good number that I think they deserve. So I don't really do the percentages. I'm like, oh, my total's $15. Mm, I feel like $7 tip is fine. $5 tip is fine. Whatever I want to do. I just did the math in my head, by the way. Not that I wasn't listening to you, but fifteen dollars and a 5% tip, that's a third of the bill. So technically it would be 33%. That's a lot. That guy better be sucking my dick at the table when we're done. Like that deserves a 33% tip in my perspective. Like, just because you fill up my water and call me buddy. And they bring my food to me warm. They don't spit in my food. What? How is it their fault if the cooks fuck it up? Because then I'm complaining to them and they're going to deal with the situation if it's fucked up. And they're going to be nice about it. I also try to be nicest to them when I can. Right. Because you never know what asshole is going to be there with them. It's not their fault that the food's coming out cold. No, but people take it out on them. Yeah, because they're the the one right there. They're the messenger they get yelled at. I don't want to be that guy who has to go get the manager and be like, hey, there's Karen over at this table that really wants to talk to you again for the third time tonight. Yeah. And half the time, if my food comes messed up, I'm still going to eat it. I am too. I mean, there's there's a certain place where I draw the line in the sand, but it is what it is. Yeah. But I still think that this is going to sound bad coming out of my mouth. Um, I feel like wait staff is a job that you fall back on before you hit the ground. Like, I, I don't see how anybody would want to go and say, I want to work in the food industry and be a waiter for 20 years. I mean, I get it, but it's good, fast money. That's the reason people get it those is good jobs. For, but you're banking on, it comes back to you are planning on making those tips. 
Yeah. In my profession, there's no bonuses, there's no tips, there's this an hour. That's it. I get it. I feel like if you have some sort of talent you can use to get yourself a job. Have you ever watched those videos on how much like girls at Hooters make in one night? It's because their boobs are out. Boobs no, control the world. They okay. Sure. T- tell Stevens that boobs control the world. I'm not going to side with you or him because it's not my topic to decide on. Uh, you never know. But <laughs> they make a lot of money. I'm sure they do. But if you have your tits out all night long. I'm sure like regular restaurants make a lot of money too. Probably not as much as Hooters. No, because you have drunk men in there and your boobs are out. You're going to get good tips. You know? I don't know. I just, that's just where I stand. I know. I could be wrong. I probably am wrong. No, you're fine. But this is how I feel. I just feel like they should be tipped at least 20%. I feel like 15% is probably the cutoff. Unless you have exceptional service. What's exceptional service for you? Like, your job is to fill up my water when it's getting close to being empty. That's not exceptional. Your job is to come to me and say, how's your food? You know, did we fuck up? That's part of your job. Yeah. It's not exceptional. So what would exceptional service be for you? Them holding the napkin and wiping your mouth for you? whenever no, you... I wouldn't want that much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what exceptional service would be for me. I just feel like the things that people reward them for are part of their job description. Now, have I had horrible service where I didn't even get my drinks? Until after my food came, yes. Have I had service where nobody ever filled up my drinks? Yes. And did I tip at all? No. I still tip. No. I tip 15 or 10%. I mean, I don't know what somebody could do to, for me to earn 20% tip. I think your expectations are too high. Probably. I mean, I know that I'm going to... <laughs> I don't think people at McDonald's deserve a 15 to 20% tip, especially when they put fucking pickles on my cheeseburger when I specifically asked them not to put pickles on my cheeseburger. I get it. Not to cut this off, but we were just talking about Carino's and maybe me ordering another, I would order another Brooklyn-style pizza tonight. Just got a text message. Hey, it's Carino's Pizza from Caldwell. Join our text club. Reply why for $5 off your next order and ongoing offers. Okay, so, like, our devices obviously listen to us at this point. We all know (laughs) this. But I was watching a TikTok earlier, and it was talking about dog food. And I shit you not, I get a notification from Walmart about dog food. Like, there being a sale on dog Why is my... I was literally just watching something about somebody feeding their dog dog food. and. I think phones, especially the smartphones, have definitely started doing that. Because, like, I can Google or, like... um. I was looking at a motorcycle part or something that I needed. And I looked it up on Amazon just to kind of price it, just to see what Mm -hmm. I would want. And then the next thing I know, I'm in a complete different app or I'm in YouTube or I'm doing something else. And that part or different motorcycle accessories keep popping up. They're tracking your history as to what you, and you're never going to get away from it, unfortunately, unless you get away from smartphones altogether. Yeah. It's just a thing that's become the new norm. It's like fucking hackers and people calling to sell you car insurance. It's just the new normal now. It's crazy. I hate that for the world, but it is what it is. And 
it drives me nuts. I just got scammed not that long ago. My brother got scammed not that long ago. Mm. It just, I don't understand how people can live with themselves taking money from other people. But desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess. Listen, I really appreciate you being on podcast today. I cannot tell these people listening how difficult it was to get you on podcast. You have been my number one supporter throughout this whole thing, and I really appreciate that. But to get you on the podcast, you and I were sitting here talking about it when I when I told Dad about you. I said, she's the kind of person that will walk right to the edge of the cliff and then lean over and look and see how far down it is and decide she's not going to jump. And I'm that kind of person to just give you a little nudge. Well, my thing is, I told you I wanted you to decide the topic for the podcast. And you're like, no, you have to decide. You have to choose it. And and we went with the same thing that me and Stevens did. It, I honestly think that it's better not to have a topic go in mind. And then we just decide later on through the podcast if we're going to talk about anything or if we're just going to do story times. Yeah. But. I, I mean, think we this... came in with the intentions of wanting to talk about the McKeesport ride, which. Which we did. That's fine. And I'm glad that we, we had a topic. We were in with it. and We didn't even discuss tipping off the podcast. Yeah. Like no. that, was, that just came up on the cusp, too. But I think it was good. Yeah. And I really appreciate you being on. Thanks for I appreciate me. you being on podcast and getting to the edge and allowing me to push you off the edge. Because right when I was trying to get this new segment started, you said, you better make us worth all you got because I'm not getting on for a little while. Well, I can't take Steven's spotlight. He might get jealous. That I'm your new favorite to podcast with. Uh, I'm not saying you wouldn't be my new favorite to podcast <laughs> with, but Stevens and I hit it off a lot. It's I, just because we're not wobbled right now. I think the reason you have so much fun is because you're a little drunk. <laughs> Shit happens sometimes. Hmm. But I, I'm so glad that you were on with me, and I hope all of you guys like listening to it. It was a good episode. I feel um, had a good time. Not sure what we're going to do for the next episode. But stay tuned. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'll try to get old Stevens again. Maybe we'll hit something up. I'd like to get a hold of some guys from the motorcycle club, see if I can try to get those guys on, try to mix with the uh, the guys from the club and see if we can get somebody to, to do an episode with me. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to let you do the sign off this time. Stay wobbled. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.